You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget on Moody Radio 89.3. Maybe it's been a while since you heard about Promise Keepers. Its mission is to activate, connect, and equip men of integrity to engage the culture with grace and truth. They have a special evening planned later this week in St. Petersburg called Daring Faith. And it's an event and a challenge for men of integrity. We're going to talk more about that now with Ken Harrison, who is the chairman and CEO of Promise Keepers. Ken, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Bridget. How are you? Good. We're Thanks doing for being well. here. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to talk a lot about what Promise Keepers is up to, but the event this uh, Friday is a pretty big thing for you. So tell us what's going to happen on the other side of the state on the 23rd. So we, we do these mini events, uh, the Staring Faith tour that we're doing, and it's a Friday night only. It's three hours. And it really is exactly what the title says. This is real talk to, you know, men talking to men like men. And um, we're going to deal with really tough issues. And one of the people we have is Beckett Cook, who was a homosexual, big in Hollywood, knew all the people, became a Christian, was completely ostracized after he gave his life to Christ from that community. And he's going to talk real about how he still has same-sex attraction, but what he's doing to follow Christ and how we should deal with our kids or or people who are struggling with the same issue, how we follow the Lord, um, even though we have sinful desires. And um, we're going to have somebody else talk about the pain of losing a child, about how, um, how did God let bad things happen to good people, and on and on. We're really going to hit the issue straight on for three hours, because we just think that we need to take on these intense issues for, for men. I see Samuel Rodriguez is going to be there, Billy Hallowell, A.R. Bernard. I mean, uh, really some great speakers to really encourage the heart of men to live what you call a daring faith. What does it mean to live a daring faith in today's world? Well, you know, Jesus said in, in the Sermon on the Mount, he gives us this, the Beatitudes, which is the recipe for holiness. It sort of says if you can start off with, um, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, right? What does that mean to be broken? And then he goes all the way to the end. If you have daring faith, if you give all to Christ, what is the last part of that? Blessed are you when people persecute you and say all kinds of beautiful things about you. Rejoice. Great is your reward in heaven. And so we know that when we have daring faith, we have an audience of one, that we, we Jesus Christ is the one who judged our life and nobody else. And we know that when that happens, a lot of people who hate God, hate truth, are going to hate us. We've been promised over and over in Scripture. And so I often say to men, you know, they say you can judge a man by his friends, but I say you can judge a man by his enemies. How many, you know, who hates you and why? And if people hate you because you're loving and giving and patient and you cherish your wife and you raise your kids and people point the finger and gossip about you, that may be a good recipe that you're doing the Christian faith right. But if everyone thinks you're swell— you have zero enemies, you're making zero impact, maybe you're not exercising a daring faith and, and uh, you need to really take a good look at your life. Yeah, I think we do need to take that look because I think uh, the title of your book, A Daring Faith in a Cowardly World, it could almost be flipped on its head. We, we tend to see a, a cowardly faith in a daring world. You look at what's going on in this society, <laughs> really, you look at what's going on in this society, um, dads and men are just not standing up in many places to say, no, you're not going to do this right now. Um, there, are, there are some issues that we need to really deal with, aren't there? Man, Eric, you know, it, it says in Matthew 24, so it, there's a lot of talk about the end times. And 
I, I think there's a, a, a real, the best lie is the one that's closest to the truth, but brings mm-hmm. you to the wrong conclusion, right? Okay. In Matthew chapter 24, the disciples say to Jesus, tell us about the end times. And then he goes on and tells them about the end times. And then he ends it by saying, who, who is the one who serves as master? It, when it was, when a, the master was on a long journey, that's Jesus talking about going back to heaven and gonna, he's going to come back. When he comes back and finds his servant serving him, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But if that evil servant says in his heart, um, my master's gone on a long journey and basically lives his life for himself, that wicked servant is going to have a bad day. And uh, so we want to be the good servant. What does that mean? It means what you just said. It means standing up in this wicked time because, man, you look at this transgender movement that's going on, and I, and I always say this. There are people who are transgender who are confused and they need our love. I'm talking about the greater movement of people using those people to change culture. And so you look at prepubescent girls. I mean, what a horrible time it is in junior high for a lot of girls. They're confused. They're going through a lot of different things. Their bodies are changing. And the pressure, you know, I live in Colorado. And um, you look at the pressure here. I was just talking to a dad who came to me and said, my daughter started first grade. And they said, what gender are you? And she said, oh, Amy, I'm a girl. And she, he said, the, the teacher can't pressure her. Maybe you're really a boy. Can you imagine? Now, where are the dads in this? I see the moms fighting. Where are the fathers? This is what we're talking about, about having a daring faith, standing up for the Lord, even though it's going to be hard. Jesus promised us that we'd be hard, but he also promised us great joy and power and reward in this life and the next if we stand strong on, on the truth. Well, it seems like that is what you're going to be encouraging men to do, to do exactly that at this event this Friday night. But there are other ways for men to connect with promise keepers. Can you talk about some of those different ways? Yeah, so promise keepers, you know, for those who don't remember, a lot of people are going, wow, promise keepers, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. That sort of brings back the 90s. I, um, promise keepers filled up huge stadiums in the 90s, but we didn't have the technology that we have today. And what we realized is that men made friends. There is an epidemic of the friendless American male, and the pressures of American society have made it so hard for men to connect. And so we have this app that I would strongly encourage people to get on the website and on the app. The website is promisekeepers.org. And the app you can download from the App Store. And it, the whole point of it is to give men godly content and to put them in connection with each other. We have chat rooms. We have people the ability to, to, whether they're in Fort Lauderdale or in Tampa or in Colorado, to find friends locally around common interests. Because we say to guys all the time, look, women make friends by communicating. They're a lot better at it. They get together for lunch and, and they, they form relationships. But men get together by doing. So we're saying... Get together with guys who are golfers if you're a golfer or basketball players or hunters or surfers or whatever it is your common interest is and sharpen each other in Christ around doing activities together because that's what will make lasting and long-term friendships. So we realize that's really the call of Promise Keepers this time. We do have events like this one that's a smaller one, but really we want to get men together in relationships where they can encourage each other to stand strong, to have a daring faith in this cowardly world, despite what anybody else says. And I think one of the things that's great about what's happening with Promise Keepers is you're connecting who Promise Keepers was with who Promise Keepers can be. I, I just look at even your pastoral board. I see Crawford Loritz on there. That's he He's a blast from the past when it comes to Promise Keepers, but he's still there saying, yeah. yes, this who we are today is still the same thing. We're still standing on these seven promises, right? Yeah, Tommy Barnett, Randy Alcorn, there's a lot of guys from, from the past. Like, right. Sometimes like. I start to realize how old I actually am. 
<laughs> Somebody said the other day Pearl Jam was a classic rock band. I said, really? I thought they were cutting edge. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the criticisms of Promise Keepers in the 90s was, well, gosh, they come here and they sell out an NFL stadium and 60,000 guys come. But now what? Where's the follow-up? Well, how were they supposed to follow up? It was the local church. And, you know, a lot of times you have to, when you're really doing things for the Lord, I, I've emphasized this a lot, but I do want to encourage all people out there, when you do things for the Lord, it won't just be the world that criticizes you, it would be other Christians who, who are jealous and angry that you're doing something that they're not. One of the things that Promise Keepers was this, well, you know, gee, you came to Omaha and, and you sold out this arena, and now what? Well, they didn't have the technology, but now we do. And we've realized with this technology today, gatherings are important, especially for men, but getting men together in long-standing relationships is more important because the things that we see, we had one guy who um, his daughter had a, a red bullseye on her arm, like a, a mark, and she was feeling sick. And he just went to the chat room and said, you know, to all the tens of thousands of guys all over the world and the Promise Keepers app and said, gee, my, water, my daughter has this and I can't figure out what's going on. Someone says she has Lyme disease, get her to the doctor immediately. Hmm. And got her to the doctor in time to get the the antibiotics in time, and she was saved. And he said, my gosh, if it hadn't been for you all, I wouldn't have known. But that's the kind of thing, from that to marriage advice to uh, scriptural questions that guys can get on and ask each other. We have, I think, over a 1,000 guys in Ukraine on the app. And they actually, we have guys talking to people in Ukraine, and they're speaking in Russian or typing it into Russian, and it's coming across in English to someone here. And then back and forth, they're talking about the war and the bombings. It's, it's pretty cool. Wow. There's just that connection that men can make even across the globe because, like you said, of the technology we have today. A lot of that you can find on the app, the Bible studies, the the encouragement. That is what you want to provide for men and even men's groups, right? Like a men's ministry leader can be listening and saying, boy, maybe my group can get plugged into what Promise Keeper has. Uh, amen. And, you know, there's there's some tough stuff to talk about. I mean, we did talk about Becca Cook and his same-sex attraction. I mean, you try try going to a men's group and telling guys you suffer from same-sex attraction and seeing how that works out for you. Mm. Um, but that's what we're trying to do on the app is provide real good data. Like on there, we had an hour-long special that we did on sexual integrity, and we had 250,000 people watch that across the world. And now it's on the app, and it's, it's hard-hitting. It, it talks about sex very clearly and godly. But it answers stuff that it's difficult to talk about in polite conversation. But you can get on there. You can get on there. It's designed to get on there with your men's group and to watch it together and say, geez, you know, I didn't realize guys suffered with this or suffered with that. Um, I learned a lot from our own thing uh, about uh, how many men are sexually abused as young boys and the struggles that can cause. But we're also not letting guys off the hook either because I do believe um, every sermon in the Bible always starts and ends with repent repent, repent. It also, in the middle, it's God loves you, but it, it has got the repent part. And then a lot of times in our modern church, we forget the repent part. We just go with the love part. Well, both are true. And so one of the things we're saying is if you're struggling with something like pornography, um, that there can be struggles. I understand that there can be psychological issues, but the bottom line is you need to stop and you need to stop now. And you may need to get help, but you need to stop. And we're not going to sit here and make excuses for you. We're going to say that we understand that we all suffer from different temptations. We'll walk with you and that we'll love you through that. But we're also going to not help you make excuses for yourself because your family, your wife, your kids are counting on you as a man to stand up for the Lord. And we see in this current wicked age 
that we need strong men to stand up and say, you know, as William F. Buckley used to say, sometimes there's a moment in history where it takes a man to stand on the road and say this far and no more. I think we've reached that point a long time ago, and we're looking for strong men of the church to say, man, we, we understand, we love, we do not judge, we do not condemn, but we will not allow our children to be coerced into this evil anymore. And uh, so staying on godly truth, we're going to say this far and no more. Yeah, I think the one thing about Promise Keepers, even when I went to an event years ago in Indianapolis, to what you're talking about today, um, you're not telling men that this is an easy road. You are telling them it's a hard, you're being honest with us, and you're telling us that this is not easy, but this is the right way. This is what God has intended us to be. be, Walking with the Lord is hard, and for men and women, it's hard in different ways. And um, uh, you know, I often say a lot of what we're going through today, uh, people ask me, I was asked on TV interview one time, why are you so passionate about men's issues that you took over Promise Keepers? And I think you find a lot about yourself when you have to answer a question you haven't thought about. And you mm-hmm. just blurted out an answer. And I blurted out, I'm really not that particularly concerned with men's issues. I'm concerned with defending women and children. Mm-hmm. When men are screwed up, it's women and children who suffer. And then I thought, well, that was actually pretty good. I don't know where that came from, but um, we're, we're seeing right now um, that there is an attack, not on masculinity. I think there's an attack on femininity and Satan's using men to attack women. And I'm saying, you know how we serve women and children? We act like men because how in the world are, who are our daughters supposed to marry? Who's standing up for truth? We, we need to teach men how to cherish their wives. We need to get them to the point of you know, we talk about sexual lust a lot with men, and I think sometimes too much. But one of the things I tell, tell them all the time is, like, you know how you defeat that sin is you fall in love with Jesus. You, you don't sit there and try really hard not to sin and feel really bad about yourself. That's what the devil wants you to do. That's what religion wants you to do. What Jesus Christ says is you fall in love with me. You really know who I am. That won't even be an issue. It's not even a, a problem because you start to see people like God sees people. You see th- people through his eyes. And so when you see um, women or, or whomever, you see them, how does God see them? That, that is some, the daughter of the Most High God. And that has a tremendous effect in how you treat people and how you would see the world. That's what makes for beautiful, godly, humble men who say, whatever it takes, I will defend my family, love my family. And a lot of that means me being present, me knowing God's Word, me sitting down with my kids at night, even though I'm busy and I've had a long day and saying, tell me about what you learned in school today. Hmm. That's really interesting. Let's look what the Bible says about that, because I know the Bible. How does that start? It starts with me being in Scripture, being in prayer, and knowing my Lord so that I can teach my kids what God's Word says. So, yeah, I mean, life is hard, but there's a great joy and reward for those who persevere. Jesus said to the one who perseveres will wear the crown. He says in Revelation chapter 2, the one who perseveres, I will pull up onto my throne on my father's right hand, meaning he will reign with me for eternity. There are so many amazing rewards. The last words of the Bible, Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to each person according to what he has done. It's not talking about salvation because that's faith only. But after salvation, he's saying, Boy, I'm looking for men and women who will serve me with their whole heart, and I have great rewards for those people. So keep going. Keep persevering. Don't don't stop. Don't relent. Because the one who perseveres to the end is going to have great rewards. That's what we want to encourage everybody to do. 
but in our case, specifically Friday night at Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg, we're going to encourage men, have daring faith and don't don't stop. Mm-hmm. You can find out about that special event happening this Friday night. We've got a link to promisekeepers.org at our website, ericandbridget.org. And when you connect with them, you can also find about their many resources, including their app where you can get connected. Yeah, I'd encourage you to grab that app. Ken, thank you for your time and really your encouragement today to be bold men who stand up for what is true and really stand up for their families and their faith. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.